The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Alrighty, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. It's almost Thanksgiving. I got a lot to be thankful for. Uh, as always, I'm always thankful to, to do this show and to get a chance to talk to many of you out there. Uh, I always say it's a beautiful day in the valley. It's a beautiful day just to be alive. But, you know, believe it or not, uh, the sun is not shining today. It's kind of cloudy got an overcast it's cold it's about 60 degrees <laughs> wow after spending all those years in in the beautiful state of ohio and the city of brotherly love in philadelphia i'm now saying that 60 degrees is cold uh but it is cold and uh, uh there's a few people who out there feel like they've been you know given the cold shoulder mm. so i'm, I'm going to talk about those who may have feels as if they've, they've been given a cold shoulder. I got a number of things to talk about today. Um, uh, to me, I think it's, I'm going to say it's, it's two extremes. I want to say an example of one extreme would be, you know, an example of what happens with a player and a coach and how a player, you know, either disrespects or respects his coach or the lack of. And, and what the consequences are. And, and then I'm going to kind of, you know, show you the other side of it is, is when, a, when a coach has a sense of, of, of what many people on the outside look at is that's abusive. It's not just disrespectful. That's abusive. But one's on the college level and one's on the pro level. But we, we're going to talk about those things. We're going to get into a little bit of that. And, um, and then, of course, uh, uh, we're going to talk about the display of talent. And, and I'm not talking about last night because I'm not even sure I really want to talk about last night's game. But the display of talent between two two very good, two great quarterbacks, you know, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. I mean, I've always said that Tom Brady, if you were to take a picture, a snapshot of a, of a quarterback, an NFL quarterback in the pocket about to deliver a pass, that statue should be Tom Brady. Tom Brady is he's everything about his his delivery of a of a ball and how to set your feet up, how to position a ball, how to deliver it, how to follow through. Tom Brady does that as good as as anybody I've ever seen. Uh, there was another quarterback I used to like the way Dan Faust used to throw the ball. Love the way Warren Moon threw the football. And uh, those are some some very good quarterbacks. But uh, Tom Brady's doing an excellent job. But let me let me kind of get started. 
because I, I want to talk about the I want to set this kind of this thing up here about these these two extremes because uh, it, football is something different uh, when it, it's a it's it's a business and it's a part of of the corporate culture but but athletes the participants the laborers if you will in management everybody from the coaches to anybody else who's not on the football field there's there's a different type of relationship that you have and and and, and there's a protocol and many times you're aware of what the protocol is and you know who your direct report is you know who your indirect port report is and and you kind of know the the landscape and in sports sometimes people don't know that and so sometimes you'll find yourself in a position where some people may think well just in a natural setting he would report to him and that would be his boss and and this he would control this situation and somebody else would control that situation it doesn't always happen like that in sports sometimes the athletes the laborers could actually be you know in a higher position of authority and influence than management which might be a coach but you don't always know that but it, sometimes they play this themselves out through the media and and then it becomes apparent who's who now there's a couple situations that are going on when you look at the coaches there's a situation in of course Minnesota where you know Chili you know Brad Childress is a different type of person i found this out myself personally a couple years ago they were here the the owners and 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 a lot of the coaches and the staff was here because the Super Bowl was here so a good friend of mine who's a GM out there someplace you guys probably know who he is i don't want to drop any names invited me and i went over and had a great time and i and i spent some time you know uh with some friends had an outstanding time and uh and then you know was looking for Someone that I knew years ago, and I'm just going to tell this story and let, and let it roll out. I was looking for someone that I met years ago when they were a little kid. I was probably 16, 17 years old, and they were probably a few years younger than me. And uh, that person is now an executive in the National Football League. And I personally was trying to find him. And uh, I, I, when I tried to find him, that person's name... Okay, I'm going to throw the name out. I'm not dropping Rick Spielman. I was looking for Rick Spielman. Now, I understood at that time that Brad Childress was at the Minnesota Vikings. And I understood. I thought I believed him. I could be wrong. But that Rick Spielman was the GM. Now, I've always felt that unless the head coach has the title of GM attached to his name, that the GM was, you know, he was a boss. That he was the boss and that the coach actually reported to the GM. Now, maybe I have that wrong. If I got that wrong, somebody give me a shout out. You know, some GM out there, give me a shout out, 888-346-9144 and correct me. But in the National Football League, I think that's how the pecking order goes. The GM is above and the head coach is a subordinate to the GM. And what will happen is that many times when it comes to personnel, the GM is making those decisions. And so I'm, the, you know, having a good time, you know, at, at Arizona Biltmore. I mean, it's hot, man. It's nice. It's real nice. And I'm having. A, and so 
I want to see a young man, and I'm, I, I'm going to give it to you the story, where the story is. I hadn't seen Rick Spillman for years. His dad was a, a high school coach that I competed against when I was growing up in Canton, Ohio. And, and, and I got a chance when, when I was a senior, uh, when I was being recruited by the great Woody Hayes, I got a chance to, I was in a restaurant having breakfast, and uh, they wanted to take a picture with Coach Hayes. So Rick and Chris, his brother, uh, one, uh, you know, his dad, Sonny, came over and asked me what I have them take a picture with the old man. And so I kind of wanted to, you know, I haven't seen him for a long time. I, I may have seen him once or twice since then. But, you know, I wanted to congratulate Rick on a lot of things. I don't know if you people know, but Rick Spillman is, you know, he's he's an exceptional man. I'm not just talking about what he does in terms of his job. But this is a, a, a man who is Caucasian and he has a Caucasian wife. And this man happens to have, uh, I think, I'm going to say, I'm going to say five. I know I'm wrong. I'm going very conservative. He has five children he's adopted, and they're African-American children. Now, I know everybody's saying, well, they're just children. But no, there's a difference in culture sometimes. But for him, it didn't make a difference. He has a huge heart. And he saw some children that were in need. And he doesn't tell the world about it, but I happen to know the story. And so I just, and I'm telling you, it's more than five children. And, and so I, I just wanted to have a good time. You know, there I was there with my wife and I wanted to you know, introduce her to Rick and all that stuff. And so I asked Brad because I, I know Brad Childers because when I was at Ohio State, the Ohio State University, and we played against Illinois, I think he may have been the offensive coordinator or something like that. Okay, I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to keep it real. Somebody else's show is, hey, hey, shout out, Keelan. Anyway, they, on one Saturday, Brad Children, I give him props every time I see him. His offense threw for like 644 yards against us. One game, <laughs> not four years of college playing against Illinois. One game, they threw for 644 yards. Yeah, and, and all four of the guys in the secondary got drafted from, for Ohio State, myself included. All four of us got drafted. They just had a hell of a game. There was a lot of short stuff, you know, and we won the football game. But but I and so I wanted to go holler, you know, I'm talking to Brad, you know, and everything. So I'm, I'm, we're talking about that. And I say to Brad, because I want to now I want to holler at my homeboy, you know, Rick Spillman cause from Canton, Ohio. Uh, man, you know, where's the boss at? You seen the boss? I wanted to holler at your boss. He said, what boss? Uh, I said, uh, Rick Spillman, not my boss. I was like, damn. Woo. Wow. Rick, wait, wait, Rick. Rick Ain't Rick the GM here? He ain't my boss. That is what I got from Brad Childress. When I ask Brad Childress, I mean, I say that every now and then. I know some people out there do not like to identify anybody as their boss. But I didn't know it was that kind of thing. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'm just, hey, man, where's, where's, where's my man at? Where's Rick Spillman at? He, he the GM, he the boss. Hey, hey, Chili, where's, uh, where's, uh, Where's the boss at, man? I'm trying to find the boss. What, what boss? You're, you're Rick Spillman. Not my boss. Now, why do I say that? Because I'm telling you today, I think part of the problem that Brad Childress has with not having a job today is because Brad don't want to recognize that he's not the boss. He is not the boss. Brad Childress got himself in all these problems and did all these things because he, he Brad, he, I think he's got... A comp, some type of complex that he needs to be the man of authority. He, he needs to be the man in charge. And, and, and he doesn't like being in a subordinate position. 
He needs to be controlling the shots. But see, here's how you can always tell at a place of employment, you can always tell who is the man in charge, who signs the checks. Listen, if he signs your check and you don't sign his check, he's your boss. Now, I'm talking about, you know, the man who's in charge because see, his problems was with the man all the way at the top. I mean, how are you going to get rid of somebody on the football team and the boss don't even know about it? The man who the owner doesn't even know about it. Now, there should be no, you know, mix up as to you know who the boss is when you there's somebody who owns a team and he's involved in the process and you do not involve him. Yeah, I'm caught up already. See, we got music coming on. I'm going to get back to that. You know, you know, who's the boss? Y'all remember that show? It was on TV a while ago. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice American Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. This music here, you better pick up a little bit because I'm, I'm on fire today. We'll be right back. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports yeah it's been a long time coming all righty, I'm back. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm finished living like it matters. And before I was leaving, you know, of course, I was trying to explain to you about the, the process of understanding who's the boss. Because you have to understand who the boss is and, and act accordingly. And, and, and I think that's what really the problem was in Minnesota. See, you know, after Brad Childers forgot, as soon as he got in Minnesota, who the boss was, 
he really was on his way out. So it, it all just kind of came to a head this year. But I'm telling you, when I when the Super Bowl was here in Arizona three or four years, three years ago, when Brad first got his job, he was on his way out then because he didn't understand the process. And I don't think he was really willing to, you know, to try to change. You know, it was like, man, I'm my, I'm, I'm my boss. I don't have, no, this is me. I'm going to do it my way. And, and I just don't think, I think from the very beginning, there were some issues. Now, now I, I, I think I likened this to a marriage a couple of weeks ago when I was talking about, you know, Chili's relationship with Brett Favre. Sometimes you marry somebody, you find that it didn't work, you know, you get divorced or whatever. But in, in, in this particular case, you know, there was a lot of money that they just gave Chili an extended contract. You know, but again, that was because, again, you know, Brett Favre kind of saved his job. But but as a professional, again, you you don't go to the media and beat up on him. You do it with dignity. You know, one thing I will say, if you look at the coaches that have had long term relationships with with quarterbacks, you know, those relationships that that last for an extended part of time. And I, I call those relationships because. You know, they're the ones that are in the press conference all the time. They, they got to answer as to who, what, when, how, why, all that. I want to, you know, each time the game's over, you want the head coach in, you want the quarterback in. You always, they always got to go deal with the media. Some other parts can be inexchangeable, but, but no, the quarterback and the coach. And, and, and Randy and Chili, when Randy got up there in Minnesota, you know, People, Randy Moss was a certain kind of attraction. Now people wanted to hear what Randy had to say. And that just, man, from the beginning, that just didn't seem right. But I'll tell you one relationship. I, I, I've seen Donovan McNabb and, and Andy Reid for years. You know, they were very cordial about the way they dealt with each other in the media. A, a level of respect they had for one another. And when, when they, and when they didn't necessarily agree, they agreed to disagree. But let's not do it in the media. Let's, let's still honor one another. And that that was that was pretty cool, but but Brad, Brad, you, you know, Brett came in there. He tried to save your job for you. He saved your job for you, and uh, and now you know the the man's talent. If you got an eye for talent, you've got to understand when, you know, it's reached its maximum, where, where it's where it's hit the top, hit its peak, and once you do that, the only thing you do is start coming down. And and when when Brett started getting injured, I think it was time for you to start getting, you know. Um, Mr. Jackson, a chance. So now we got another person up there, Leslie Frazier. And uh, God bless you, Leslie, man. You deserve it. You've, you, you've, you've, you've put your time in to at least let them give you a chance. This may be a short interview process, but, but you're there. You, you, you waited. You worked for this opportunity. You got to take advantage of it now. You got to rally. See, what's happened is, uh, you know, you, you got the guy down there in Dallas, and he's got the chance to, to take a helm, you know, take a hold of that, that team, of which the majority of people down there in Dallas, I don't think the fans really wanted him to get that job. But but he's got it. But, and there's some people that wanted you to get this job, Leslie. So, you know, rally the troops, get them motivated, incentivize them, and do put your hours in. I know you're going to put your hours in. And just do the best you can because you, you can finish out to the point where you do well enough that you might get that job. Shout out to Jr. That's Jerry Robinson. I just want to shout, man, Jerry Robinson. You know, Jerry. Uh, I saw Jerry out there on Facebook, and you know, talking about just, I mean, great football player. But you know, Jerry also was one of the nicest people in the world. Would knock your damn head off, but just you know, one of the nicest people in the world. 
from UCLA and uh, man, I just miss Jr. Anyway, shout out to Jr. Now I'm, let me get back to the extremes because see, that's a relationship. Player coach people don't understand how that works. You know, coach and I really understanding what his role is. You know, player, you know, hey, Brett understood what his role was, but but the coach didn't understand what his role was in terms of how he dealt with management. And so he thought he was the boss, and the boss let him know, I write the check, so you out the door. Now, let me give you a different kind of extreme. Here's the two extremes between players and coaches right now. And I'm talking about the way that they respond to one another. There's a college-level example I'm going to give you. Bo Pelini, yeah, y'all saw that. Bo Pelini in Nebraska. And then you got the Vince Young and how Vince handled things. Now, let me, let me just say this. Vince Young, Vince has to, I think there's no doubt in my mind. Now, Jeff Fisher has, without saying anything, he's given the owner an ultimatum. It's either me or it's Vince. Now, many times guys won't really, you know, guys won't really uh, stand up for themselves in athletics because, you, you know, the, the money is, I mean, it's, there's so much money out there that some of the guys are concerned about, okay, where else am I going to go and, and make this kind of money? So they don't rock the boat too much. That's the players. But then you got somebody, some of the quarterbacks and some other people that are in a position where they've got some guaranteed money in place. And then they know they're pretty young in their career and they're pretty talented. So they think perhaps maybe they've got, mm, maybe they've earned the right. Or maybe they think they're entitled to do certain things and perhaps even act a certain way. I think Vince Young has that sense of entitlement. I think Vince Young thinks that what he did in college has, you know, automatically carried over to his performance at the professional level. He has a very good win-loss record, but he hasn't won the Super Bowl. You know, he's been a Pro Bowl quarterback, but, you know, I, there's a number of quarterbacks I'm going to take before I take Vince Young. You know, he's, he's not in the conversation about greatest quarterbacks ever. You know, uh, he, uh, there may be five quarterbacks that I take in the NFL. Well, we already know. You got Tom Brady. You got Peyton Manning. You got Drew Brees. You got Phillip Rivers. And you got Michael Vick. I, it, there ain't no way in the world I'm going to think about Vince Young after I, you know, before I talk about those five guys. So that means, you know, you ain't even in the top five. And there's a few more I can keep going with, you know, and, and before I get to you. So what is events that you've done that makes you think every you, there is nobody today's player is being better protected than any player ever. Here it is. You get hurt and your coach wants to take care of you to the point where he doesn't think that you can perform. He doesn't think you're going to help the team because you're injured to the point where he don't think you can throw the ball or maybe even hold on to it. And he's not putting you back in a situation where you could injure yourself even worse because you're already hurt. That's what they did in my generation. They didn't care. You get knocked out, a little bit of smelling sauce, put you back in there, bam, go back, get another concussion. He's looking out for your well-being. Now, accordingly to Jeff, you never came over to him and said, Coach, man, you know, I tested it, feel pretty good. I think I can go back. You never did that. So now... You know, the antics of throwing your stuff all up in the stand. And I think you got it. OK, we we understand you got a history of giving people your wrist brands and, you know, and all that other kind of elbow, whatever. OK, but but admittedly so your shoulder pads. I think you said that, that you threw up the shoulder pads, too. 
And, and I believe somebody bought them back. You know, I, I remember one time in, in a joyous occasion, we beat the Cowboys. I threw my 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 uh, my jacket up in the stands, <laughs> you know, and somebody's like, man, we want this jacket. They brought it back. So people, fans will do that. Sometimes as players get caught up in the emotion, there are some fans who actually will understand that, you know what? This is nice. I'm glad I got Ray's jersey. I'm glad I got Vince's jersey. I'm glad I got Vince's helmet, Vince's shoulder pads. But, you know, he was just caught up in the moment. I, I, you know, they, they need this stuff. I, you know, I, I can't hold on to this. And fans will do that. I experienced that myself. So, but, but let, me, let me go back to the point. The point is that Vince, you, you and your coach are having this, this disagreement. You, you disagree on, on a position he's taken. And so your way of, of, of dealing with that is have an emotional tantrum. You can't do that. For one thing, you're a grown-ass man. You, what you need to do is you need to go in. Quarterbacks are one of very few people on the teams in the NFL that actually have an open-door policy with a head coach. I mean, if, you play, if, you're, if you're a corner or safety in the NFL and you walk into the coach's office, the head coach's office, I mean, he's going to look at you like, okay, well, okay, what's going on? You got stopped last night or something? What, 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 what's going on? Your pee came up bad? What's, what's going on? What, what, what are you doing in here? If the quarterback walks into the coach's office, it's like, oh, all right, sit down. Okay. I mean, you have an open-door policy with the head coach at all times. Quarterback coach is sure, offensive coordination. But the head coach, too, if, they, if the quarterback walks into the coach's office, Jeff would be like, yo, what's going on, Vince? So it ain't like you had to find a time. You could just you can go talk to Jeff anytime. But then again, and 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 I'm I'm just this these words I'm about to speak, I didn't hear them, but I I heard them. I didn't hear them directly, I heard them indirectly, that you told the coach that you're not walking out on the team, you're walking out on him. This is a man who stood by you, Jeff Fisher. Like they, everybody knows if Jeff Fisher resigns from that job today, he'll have another job tomorrow. But you are you, you should not disrespect your coach in that way. Now, I believe you can communicate with the coach. There should be an open you know, door of communication, whether it's in his office, whether it's there on the field. You guys can communicate with respect with one another. That's what players are always looking for. That's what coaches, you know, want to have with the players. And sometimes head coaches and quarterbacks might disagree and it might be a heated exchange, but it's a respectful heated exchange. It's obvious that you said something, I said something back. We went back and forth, but it's, it's, it's a respectful way of doing that to the point where it's not disgraceful. But I think, Vince, you've crossed the line and I think you're going to have to go. I, I, I mean, for me, the ultimatum, again, it was nonverbal communication, but Jeff said, listen, this is about Vince Young. I moved on from Vince. This is about the team. I'm still the head coach of this team, and I got to do what's best for this team. And it does not allow me to spend one minute thinking about Vince. They, we already know his medical diagnosis that he needs to have surgery, which will end his season. So I got to coach my football team. But Vince, you didn't go right. You didn't do that one right. And you've had, Vince, you've had a second chance. In fact, you may have had a third chance. So in this case, I can't line up with you on this one, bro. If it's him or Jeff, if it's you or Jeff Vince, it's you. You got to go. I got to go. We got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. When I come back, I'll tell you about the other extreme. Go, 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 go. go. 
to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports so andy serling packed his bags left the city and is enjoying his temporary digs in saratoga but that won't stop us from bringing you playing to win the best online handicapping show for serious horse players catch andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of august on location from the beautiful saratoga race course he and his guests are some of the best in the biz they bring you new insights to making money and they tell it like it is i'm three five one in this race but the three is very much the one to be we're going to completely disagree on this race i absolutely despise her especially at one to two and it's anything but the same old horse racing show this is a nine horse field but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras playing to win with andy serling a show seriously committed to making more money at the game but with a personality this is a dunce cap horse for me if this horse wins next week i got the dunce cap on you bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form look for it the day before big race days mostly fridays find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you bet.com get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes celebrities and music entertainers it's a sports show like no other keeping it real keeping it real with former nfl wide receiver jaris mcintyre is real talk with in-depth interviews topical discussions and a whole lot of comedy you'll hear from the entertainers the athletes and the fans keeping it real keeping it real with jaris mcintyre is broadcast live every tuesday at 1 p.m eastern time 10 a.m pacific time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The IS Outdoors Talk Radio Show brings two well-known outdoorsmen to the Voice America Network. We talk about everything from new sporting gear, places to hunt and fish, and how to get more from your recreation time. Join hosts Brock Ray and Don Kirk with their combined experience of 60 years in the woods. Brock and Don have traveled widely, creating TV shows and writing articles on hunting and fishing. Blessed with down-home humor, they're also well-versed in environmental concerns, firearms ownership, and animal rights issues. Tune in every Thursday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time to IS Outdoors with Brock Ray and Don Kirk, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, we're back to listen to Whale of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix Living Like It Matters. As I gave you my opinion, for what it's worth, Vince has got to go. Uh, you know, Vince, you know, one, two, three, you know, I think California, three strikes are out. You know, you, if it's, I know it's been two, but let's just say it's three. It, it's just time for you to separate because, you know, I personally, you know, if this wouldn't have happened with you and Jeff, you know, I'm kind of of the opinion that it's time for Jeff to go as well. Because, you know, he's the longest tendered coach, 
but yet and still he hasn't he hasn't when's the last time he's been to you know a championship game you know when's the last time he's been to a super bowl he hasn't been to a super bowl so you know it may be time for both you guys to move on but based upon the incident it's time for if, if it's one or the other jeff fisher has to stay and you've got to go now let me go to the other extreme because I'm going to finish out my last segment. Now, everybody knows what the last segment is going to be about. Shout out to Kim. She's going to call back because I want to save it the best for last. Uh, but, but, but I'll get to the Ohio State University as we go up against that team up north in the last segment. But let me get to the other extreme. And it's in the same area of college football. Bo Pelini. Okay, now, if, if, if a player at the highest level, big boy ball, if a player at Big Boy Ball cannot disrespect his coach in such a way that Vince Young, of course, did, you know, with Jeff Fisher, then we got to, we got to, you know, come on. There's got to be some, some ground rules for how a coach should be able to and where the boundaries have to be when it comes to a coach. And a coach, I'm going to say perhaps maybe – I, I don't. I don't think it was. It was. It was. Just, I'm going to call it scolding. Other than you know, it wasn't discipline. It was scolding. You know, and and there's got to be. There's a fine line that you can't cross, because even in, in corporate America, and 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 foot, sports is corporate America. You're going to hear this line many times from me. If anybody out there right now, if you want to have a famous quote. I want you to write this quote down, and I guarantee you, you're going to see it in the media real soon. It's going to be headlines. So remember I told you, get your pen and the paper out. There's a systematic way to go about change. So in saying that, I, what I just want to say is, listen, it, there's got to be something that you've got to do in terms of uh, letting coaches know that, okay, now you've crossed the line. Because, see, college sports is one of those, you know, I told you how people can, you know, at the NFL level, you at least, there's a governing body, there's a body of which you fall up under that can protect you and, and, and they can uh, advocate on your behalf. And that is the Players Association, your union. But at the college level, you don't have anything. And in, in corporate America, you know, and football, as I said, football is part of corporate America. Corporate America doesn't allow for abusive situations. You, you can't. There's a hostile environment of which you can't create for an employee that is a subordinate. And in college football and many times in high school football, too. I know one time I had to approach when my son was playing Pop Warner football. I was in my car sitting there as they were practicing. And, and, I, and I watched my son go through practice, and I saw the way a coach, you know, disciplined. I, I don't even want to call it discipline because my son, they were practicing. He might have made a mistake. But what he did, he crossed the line when it came to how you are to work with the kid to instruct him to do what's right on the football field. And so... If there's a systematic way to go about change, there has to be something whereas in the system of college football, at the pro level, coaches can be fined. In the NBA, if you critique, I mean, if you uh, criticize the referees, you can be fined. I think you, they, maybe they may do it in the NFL. 
but I know they certainly do it in the NBA. What I'm saying is that there has to be something where a coach can't feel as if he could just do anything to a college football player and get away with it. A couple years ago, I think it was uh, Craig James had to step in because somebody crossed the line with his son. I don't know how that, you know, how they resolved that, but I'm thinking that there's a systematic way to go about changing how coaches. Remember, these are young men. These are young men that are some of the strongest, you know, high-strung young men in the world, and they could snap at any moment. But that, man, that young man showed tremendous restraint as he was sitting there being chastised. Now, those of us who have played at the highest level, we understand at some point in our lives, we've probably had a coach like that. Hell, I played with for Woody Hayes. I thank God Woody never went off on me like that. Never. Did I ever see Coach Hayes go off on some people? Yes. Oh, hell yes. Have I ever at the, at the high school level? I played for Chuck. I played for Chuck Knox's brother. Bill Knox was my secondary coach in high school. Now, Coach Knox never went off on me. But did I have some other coaches that went off on some kids? Yes. And I tell you, it's because I told you I witnessed a guy who was trying to correct my son. He crossed the line. I jumped out my car. I went out there and I told him, if you ever in your life again, touch my son. So-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so so have to pull me off you because I'm a so-and-so and so-and-so. Yes. I, I say that because I'm telling you, as I was watching that game and the way Bo Pelini was going off on that young man, if that was my son and I was in the stands, I probably would have jumped out the stands, ran out on that damn field, excuse me, <laughs> and what, come on. You got to you got to learn how to control yourself. You are his when he's away from my house. You are his legal guardian. You his father, you his brother, you his uncle, you his mentor, you his teacher, you his leader, you his boss. I you came into my house and you said to me, I will take charge of your son. And that means, listen, they always say, well, we learn on the football field. If we could transfer those skills to corporate America, we would. Make billions of dollars. And, and believe me, that's why a lot of people are brought in, you know, sports professionals are brought in to be motivational speakers. Because you try to teach people how can you take and take all those attributes that you have and that you applied in sports and apply them into corporate America and be successful. And some people know how to do that. Well, one thing is for sure is, you know, you have different players on your team and you have to know what button you could push with each one of those players. And, and I, I can tell you this, Buddy Ryan called all of us by our numbers. Buddy Ryan never called Reggie White by his number. Now, what was it that made Buddy understand the fact that I can call these other guys by their number, but I'm going to call the Minister of Defense Reggie? I don't know. But I, something just tells me I think he made a good and wise decision not to call Reggie by his number. Now, I don't know. I was 24 and I rebelled. I, 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 I didn't like it. And I, I in my own way, I'm going to tell the world right now. I said, the hell, if you want to treat me like that, I'm going to treat you a certain way. I don't care about your playbook. I don't care about your system. I don't care about you. I, I, I need to get out of here. This this is this is not right. I got a name. I got my name on the back of my helmet. You refuse to even try to find out what my name is. Learn You're a professional. Come on. And so let me get back. I don't want to get off. This. I don't want you guys to miss this. As a coach, you got to learn 
that there's some players that, yeah, you can get up in their face and you can scream, but you need to do it in a respectful way. And you got to understand when you're in a stadium full of people and cameras, you can't be so out of control that you're going to have to come back and apologize for what you did. You're a professional. See, people expect you to be able if I'm a professional, if I'm a defensive back and I'm playing pro ball, you expect me to be able to tackle. You expect me to be able to play pass defense. You expect me to be able to, you know, play my game. So if you're a coach, I expect that you have the skill set that allows you to manage a stressful situation of which you don't look like you're completely out of control and about to lose your control and about to lose your damn mind. And that you're screaming at this young man as if he's not even a human being. It's a football game. You've got to learn how to manage the system. One thing about football is one play at a time. When one play is over with, you got to go to the next play. you got to forget the last play. Not only the players have to do that, the coaches have to do that. And I think there's such a thing as, hey, if corporate America says you can't create a hostile environment, that was a very hostile situation. Now, I've told my wife many times football's different. But the, the further, you know, I step away from the game and I look at it through another, another person's eyes, the eyes of a fan. There are certain things that I see that's not right about football. And that's why football recognizes in sports, they recognize some things they need to, you know, they need to change as well. And the more they allow us into their games, the more they reveal of the business, we see what needs to be corrected. And what needs to be corrected is Bo Pelini. I don't care. Yes, that might be the way they used to do things years ago. But guess what? You know what stupid is? Stupid is doing the same thing the same way and think you're going to get a different result. That don't work. Screaming at that young man like that, that ain't going to work. That, you, you, you have scarred that young man for the rest of his life. That's almost like a trivia question. Who, who was that kid that Bo Pelini went off? You, do you, people will remember that. They'll remember that more than they'll remember the kids play. Because right now, that's what I remember more than the kids play. I remember Bo Pelini just going off on him and losing his mind. Okay. As a result, what should happen? Bo Pelini should miss some money. They should find his ass for a game salary and let him know he can never do that. That is somebody's son. And if it was his son, he probably would want to come out of the stands and open up a can on that person. I felt like I wanted to. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You listen to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. The next segment, the one you've been waiting on, the Ohio State University is about to open up a case on that school up north. Woody Hayes. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports. With someone who definitely has an opinion, but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. 
It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howry. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel. Tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio. Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's a tough shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports uh-huh 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 rihanna uh-huh good girl going back uh-huh all right and we're back the voice america sports the voice america sports network and of course i'm always in phoenix living like it matters and i tell you what matters to me i you know Somebody has to step up for the young players. So that's all I do. Every now and then I take the time out just to be that voice, I believe, of reason. And uh, just to let you know that sometimes there's, things are being looked at and, and things are being talked about. But there's too many times college players just don't have a chance to have uh, a voice for themselves. So somebody has to speak up for them. And, and I talked about, you know, corporate America and what's, what's allowed in a corporate environment and pro football and college football are corporate environments. Because like I told you, somebody told me uh, that they run a business and there's a systematic way to go about changing a, a certain issue that was of concern to me. And so I got my good friend, Ken Harper, Kim Harper here. And Kim, of course, is an attorney and, and Kim is a, is a sports enthusiast and she, she's, she's represented athletes you know, and Kim, let me let me ask you something, you know, because we're going to get out and we're going to talk a little turkey because that's what that's what that's what the, uh, you know, those that school up north. That's all about them turkeys up there. But but, but, but oh, 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 OK, OK, hold on now. But let me ask you something uh, in terms of the, the law and, and when they talk about, uh, you know, a hostile environment and things of that nature. And I'm sure if a if a man who was like, you know, 280 pounds um, was 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 uh, standing atop and verbally abusing uh, a subordinate that maybe weighed, you know, a young lady that maybe weighed, you know, 135, 45 pounds or whatever. And she might feel frightened. I'm sure that's not allowed. I'm sure there's 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 the law because, you know, she's she's protected by the law. There's a certain way you have to go about this. Now, sports is different. But but still, when you have young men that actually find themselves in a position where there's nobody there to protect them. And and I'm going to ask you because I know you've yet to see it, to go out on Google and look at Bo Pelini and see the way he chastised this young man in front of a sellout crowd. And then the world watching on TV 
is is that it can, can, is it crossing a line of abusiveness, verbal abuse? I, I, I'm just absolutely, absolutely. And the and the sad part about it is, it's like you said, when you're in sports, most of the athletes are trained or told that you take whatever the coach dishes out. You all are told to listen to whatever the coach says. And it's only been in recent years that a lot of coaches have just lost their minds. It has just gotten out of control. The temper tantrum and the and and their excuses on what they need to do to rev up a player or rev up a team to get them to win has gone way beyond what the normal course of business is. And this kid, it, you know, I don't care how big a man he is and what sport he plays, when you have somebody over you that is supposed to be your inspiration and your coach and your leader, having him berate you like that, he had a certain amount of fear put in, and the university should have no choice but to fire that coach because they cannot let uh, the people that are supposed to be leading these kids, and they forget that these Kids are just that. They're kids. They might be 20 years old, but they're still kids. And you cannot overstep those bounds. Now, and I agree with you, Kim, because, I, you know, I, you know, it's almost where I found myself in a position where I was saying that was okay and that is okay. And like I said many times, I, I told the listeners before you joined us that, you know, I've even found myself, you know, trying to explain to my wife, well, you know, that's football. And things happen in the locker rooms. Things happen on the football field. You know, coaches even, you know, Coach Hayes back in the day used to grab us and, and shake us, you know, but he, he was a senior citizen. He couldn't, hurt, he couldn't hurt us at least physically. But now, like you talk about, you know, the frame of mind, could be fractured somewhat and that could be something that stays with a person for the rest of their life and you never know what kind of damage that you're doing to that person emotionally well not only that it, it also takes a different perspective when you are chastising your child or your teammate in front of it when it's just you and him in the office it's a different feeling when it's just you and and the team but when you're putting a national perspective on top of that you got somebody going off completely on national television, not only in front of your teammates, but in front of your entire school, the entire university, and whoever else is watching throughout the world. That brings on a total different aspect that that kid had to suck up internally that he never should have had to deal with, period. Yeah, and I, and I, I tell you, if you go and you see that, and you, I'm sure you will go out and take a look at it, you will just find it's probably the most embarrassing. You know, I've seen some things because, like I said, playing for Coach Hayes, I mean, Woody would lose it to the point where he would punch a cameraman. Again, he was a senior citizen. He did. It didn't hurt him. But it wasn't that. It, you know, it was it was the act in itself and, 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 and the acting out that, that caused him to lose his job. And, and this particular case, you know, with Bo Pelini, Pelini, and when you see the verbal abuse that this young man, and he stood there and he took it. When you see that, I, I would no doubt in my mind, you know, he, he's crossed the line. And you said fire. Uh, you know, there's some people that say, hey, this is football. This is what we, we grew up in that generation. But things have changed. And, and, and yeah. now because of the fact that things have changed, uh, I, I think that there's, there has to be some discipline. But, but what I'm going to do is I want to change the subject because this is our, our shortest segment. And I promise we're going to talk a little turkey. And, and the little turkey we're going to talk here is, uh, you know, how in the world could somebody from Wisconsin 
How Absolutely. could you, you know, a Wisconsin Badger fan to your heart? How could Absolutely. you possibly be rooting for Michigan? Come on, what's going on? Now, I know you. I know the Ohio State University is 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 not your favorite team, but Absolutely. if you got to choose between Ohio State and Michigan, which you probably just might say, I ain't watching either one of. It. I ain't watching the game. Period. <laughs> but I know you want to watch good football, so I know you're gonna watch Absolutely. it. Absolutely, I'll watch it. Come on now, you know, we can't get a little bit of love. I mean, we need all the fans we can get because we got Michigan down where they belong. Remember now, Michigan could help you in a, in a big way. Let me let me explain to you. You, If you remember, years ago, it used to be the big two and the little eight. You know, well, what, 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 what could happen now, what could happen now is it could go back to being the big two and the little eight. But you could be included Aww. in the big two. You see, oh, you could replace the, <laughs> Wisconsin, could replace oh, Michigan. Oh, we're, in, we're in the big two. But, you know, it, it's not so much that I don't have love for for my Buckeyes. Now, I love Ohio State. And in, in normal circumstances, I would be rooting for the Buckeyes because I love that school. And I love you for having gone there. However... We are now coming down to the wire of a playoff spot and a possible championship game. And although when it comes down to it, if it's just between you and Wisconsin, since we badly beat up on the Buckeyes and we already won that conference, uh-oh, we got some difficult. There's some, there's some, some going on. There's some static in the microphone. I can't, I can't hear you real good. I think you're going out. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We, we okay now. We okay. Since we've already won that competition, it's really a matter of making sure that you all don't come up and have an opportunity to have anything to do with us getting into the championship game. Now I believe. Some, wait, 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 wait. Somebody else. Michigan State. Michigan State. There you go. Alone. There you go. Michigan State got it because Michigan State. Gave us a little shot, surprise, gave us a little shaky. So if they don't lose, I'm, let's put it this way. I'm really, I'm not so much rooting for you all to lose as much as I'm wishing for Michigan State to lose. I got an all-out campaign for Michigan State to lose. Well, 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 well Michigan State, I can understand that. Now, but you guys got to take care of some business this weekend, too, am I correct? Yeah, that's that's true, but we're going to beat Northwestern. Okay, now wait a second. See, that's the thing about I want I want you to slip that one in there because I wanted you to say that you were going to beat So I could go on record Absolutely. next week yeah. where I could so say you said you were going to beat North. Listen, Northwestern just got spanked up there in Chicago. Damien, shout out to Damien Anderson. They just got spanked up there at Wrigley Field. Now, you know they're going to come back. You know they're going to come back like and play the game of their of, of the whole history of the school. Just Absolutely. so they can spoil you guys. So you, you really think y'all ready for that one? Y'all ready for that one? And what you got to understand is that the Badgers know that we have got to win this game because everything's on the line. Us going to the championship game depends on us winning. So I don't care that they have an attitude that they got spanked last week. What you have to understand is we're coming into this game saying you ain't going to beat this team and you are not going to be the ones that upset us and take away our bid to go to the championship game, period. And Wisconsin will be the B-A-D that they are. Well, I I gave you a chance to get the last word in and you got it in, so I'm going to leave it like that. But I believe when we come back next week, we will find out that The Ohio State University, in fact, will be the undisputed single, not share, single champion of the Big Ten Conference. So come back next week. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm going to finish living like it matters. Thank you, Kim, for calling in. Bo Pelini, keep your hands and your words to yourself. 
I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.